Hey everybody, it's Kyle with the Building Automation Drive after a long, long, long hiatus. Yes, yes, it's true. I've been gone for far longer than I expected to be. Uh, actually, at the start of things, I didn't expect to be gone at all. And yet, here we are. So, what's been happening, you ask? Um, well, there's been this little global pandemic thing, so that's been an issue. Uh, I also got laid off, was unemployed, which you would think would allow me to do more of these podcasts, uh, and have found new employment. So let's go over that real quick. Uh, so at the start of things at the COVID slowdown, as it were, um, right in the heart of it all, when, when every single one of us, I think was a little panicky for lack of a better term. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty. There's still uncertainty. It's it's November now of 2020. And uh, there was a lot of uncertainty back when this all started. None of us knew what was going on. We didn't know how bad this thing was going to be. And uh, yeah, you know, I was still, but I was still driving into town every single day. Uh, I was still going in into the city and, and doing work and um getting things done just like it was nobody else's business you know <laughs> like nothing else was going on except that uh, the drive itself actually got a little better and so uh because there was no traffic you know it was fantastic um sadly everybody started going back to work now what the heck's wrong with these people and so i'm dealing with traffic again a little bit here and there but Basically, what happened is, uh, you know, the company I was with, I was with a very small uh, controls contractor, and they had not sold a major job in quite some time, um, like a year and a half, and maybe about two, almost two years. And I finished that project in June, and that's what I do. That's uh, what I did at the time was new projects and there just wasn't work for me and to be quite frank too i i'm not sure that i ever really fit in there properly anyway uh there, there were there were some personality conflicts you know we worked through i i worked through them uh i was dealing with things as best i could but i i don't think there was a good solid fit there i don't know how much of a contributing factor that was i think the biggest thing was still that there just wasn't work. And so I got laid off and was at home for three months. And, and, and that was an interesting time. And it was one that I think, uh, maybe a lot of you can, can relate to, so, you know, some people have had, a lot of people have had, uh, employment issues this last summer and whatnot due to the COVID-19 uh, issues that have been going on. And so I, I, I want to try and use my time off as a use case for you. And what I mean by that is I tried to be the ideal unemployed person. And like that was, so when, when I was on, when I became unemployed, my new job was finding a job 
And that proved harder than I thought it would be at first. Uh, you know, we hear a lot in the HVAC and controls industry that, ah, you know, you'll always, you'll always have a job. There's always demand, blah, 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 blah. That's kind of true. When the entire planet goes on vacation, things change a little bit. Um, and I did have job offers during that time frame. Um, I, I say offers. I had very promising prospects. Uh, some of them didn't pan out. Some of them I turned down early. And, uh, you know, I actually had one, one, one job offer. This is total goofiness, you know, and a, a little rabbit hole. But I had a job offer uh, kind of from a company that manufactures computers. And they manufacture them here in the United States, here in Colorado, actually. And they were awesome. Those people were like some of the coolest folks I have, I have ever met. Um, I just, and I really, really, really wanted to go work for them, despite the fact that it's way outside of um, my, my general skill set. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was going on there that I could have contributed to, and it would have just been awesome. And it paid less than my unemployment which was horrible to me uh, that I had to turn it down for that reason. So, uh, but what I did though was I actively searched for jobs and I, I follow, I tried to follow, you know, obviously couldn't do it too well during all this time, but I tried to follow the, uh, the Mary Kay model. Now you guys are sitting there going, Mary Kay, what are you talking about? Like the makeup? Yes. Yes. The makeup. So I, I, I dated a girl once upon a time in, in a former life before I, obviously before I was, uh, before I met my wife and got married and whatnot. And she sold Mary Kay products on the side. You know, she was a teacher and she sold Mary Kay on the side. And I went to her meetings with her if I wasn't working because why not? You know, I go to this little meeting, I get to hang out with some cool folks and we'd go out to dinner or something afterwards. And so, you know, that worked out. Mary Kay does some cool stuff. And if you haven't looked into it, you should. They have a very uh, seasoned and proven methodology for training all of their consultants. Uh, and, and they're you know, they're big, they've been big before it was cool on empowering women to do their own thing. It was, you know, hey, here's, we've got a product, you build a business selling it, and we're going to help you get there. And one of the things they do is they call it 30 faces in 30 days. And that doesn't mean you smear a bunch of paint all over somebody's face every 30, you know, one a new person every day for 30 days. It's you should contact a prospect and get face to face with them like in person and, and 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 have 30 faces in 30 days so that basically what they're saying is at least one person every single day you should be face to face with not cold calling them on the phone hey would you like to buy uh, not you know not emailing those kinds of things an actual face to face interaction and in the past, I have applied this to job searches, and it has worked out 
very well. And, and so what I've tried to do in the past when I've been looking for work is to maybe up, make sure that I sent out at least five resumes or applications per day and have a face-to-face -face 30 faces in 30 days. And, and it's been successful in the past. Um, not as much this time around, you know, the whole world changed on us. <laughs> so, um, I, I did the best I could, obviously I couldn't actually get face to face, but I did get a lot of FaceTime on FaceTime and other applications, you know, zoom has been huge this year. 2020 has definitely been, uh, the year of zoom. And if I had known that in 2019, I might not have worried about going back to work. Uh, it's, it's been ridiculous. So I still got face time with people. I, I keep struggling to say FaceTime because it is an app, but uh, that's what it is. And so I still got some, but not as much as I'd liked. And to be honest, you know, once, uh, once you go through everybody in town, you've gone through everybody in town, you know, as, and I was looking at moving. I was looking at relocating potentially. And I talked to some good folks in other states. And it was there were some very tempting offers. But the fact of the matter is that I would have had to have picked my family up and moved to a place I didn't want to live. And for a lot of uncertainty. So that was a difficult part of it. And... As I went through things, I find I, I, what I decided to do, you know, my whole day can't necessarily be spent applying to jobs, especially after the first couple weeks. And so what I wanted to do was maximize my time that if I'm not working my job, my, I had two jobs. I put myself out there as having two jobs during this time. One was finding a new job. The other was making myself more desirable for future employers. And, and that actually paid off, believe it or not, already has paid off. But what I did, uh, well, first thing what I did was I really questioned my future. I questioned what I, what I wanted to have happen and what direction I was headed. Um, you know, I had a, I had a five-year plan, like an honest to goodness written down over the next five years, I'm going to do this in 2020 and this in 2021, etc. And I scrapped a lot of it. And I thought about scrapping all of it and changing industries because I, w I, I was very frustrated and, um, I'm glad I didn't, but I was looking at it. So what I started doing was taking classes and I took classes, people. I mean, it was constant, um, you know, Black Hills Information Security, John Strand and the guys at Black Hills Information Security. If you're not following them and you're into technology at all, follow those two, those two. I mean, John Strand owns uh, Black Hills, but follow the company follow John, get on LinkedIn, follow those guys. They are doing amazing things and they're offering so much free training that it's, it, it, it's almost embarrassing 
because I keep every day, I, I keep wanting to post up, hey, check out this free training. Hey, check out this free training. Oh, look at this free training, all from Black Hills. It's phenomenal. So get on with them and see what you can do. You know, they offered up just uh, every now and then, like, you want to learn something about Linux? They'll have Hal Pomeranz on for an hour talking about uh, forensics in Linux. Does that mean anything to me? No, not particularly, not right now. But I watched it. You better believe I watched it. And if I didn't actually get something usable from it, I got exposed to at least know the capabilities of the system. I went, because I, now I can say, oh, hey, I know you can do, I have no idea how to do this, but I know you can do this. So now I can, I can start researching how to do it if I need to. And I find that to be a very important thing is just knowing that something exists. You don't have to know how to do it. You need to know that it exists. And later on when you need it, you can figure out how to do it. Um, so I took a lot of classes from Black Hills. Uh, they offered up a four-day, 16-hour 16 hour yeah it was 16 hours for four days four hours a day uh class on miter which was amazing you know i mean that knocked my socks off and took a sled load of notes and whatnot on it because i had the time um i also one of the things that i saw from john strand on black hills uh was was a five-year plan to get into information security and I'm thinking, oh, all right, you know, I need to make a move. I got to make a move because what I'm doing isn't working out for me. And he started listing off things you have to know. And kind of gave the, he gave the big picture and then dove in deeper. Uh, you know, got more finely grained on things. And the big picture, one of the things he said, right, a couple of the things he said, was no windows, no Linux, no Python. And I thought, Python? And he dove just slightly deeper right, that, right in that moment of, you need to know a programming language. And some folks will tell you Ruby, and some folks will tell you Perl, and those people are old and wrong in that order. Which I thought was hilarious. Um, and so I said, well, okay, I guess I won't learn either of those two. Let's start learning Python. And so I contacted my friends over at the Software Freedom School and said, hey, you guys do anything with Python? You know, do you have a class that maybe you've done in the past and you want to do again or something like that? And uh, David emailed me back and said, yeah, what do you think of these two books? And he sent me links to two books on learning python and i i briefly looked over them you know i mean it's amazon so i'm just looking at like the descriptions and the the sample three pages or whatever and uh i said hey you know this this one here looks a little advanced this other one looks like it's made for idiots to walk into and learn how to walk out knowing some python i i think that one would be more appropriate for somebody like me and he said great you're teaching a class on it <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh boy uh and that's how that started so i also during this time 
have been leading a peer-led Python study group. And it's been, it's been a kick in the pants. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, we're done with it now. It was eight weeks long. We've, we've now wrapped it up um, officially anyway. And I am not a Python coder. Not yet. I will be, but not yet. Uh, we went through the class probably way too fast and through, through the coursework way too fast. But again, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. It made me realize I can do it and I want to do it. And so now's my time to start digging in deeper. And um, so that was awesome. That whole experience, you know, David really put forth a challenge for me. And um, I think I did okay. I think, I think, you know, I didn't have any major complaints, but uh, I didn't actually, I'm trying to think, I don't think I had any complaints, but that's just because folks are too nice to me. And, um, but it was, it was fun and it was, it was, uh, it was a real brain, brain bender, you know, it was, it was a challenge and I'm glad I did it and I want to keep doing it. And there's actually a group of us from that class that want to keep doing it and we're doing it. We've already had another meeting after that and we're, we're going to keep continuing on, um, every week but instead of doing three chapters a week we're going to do one chapter a week i think um, and be flexible on that so uh yeah it's i got into python programming during this now can i do it no can i have a conversation with somebody about it and say i'm learning this i'm trying yeah absolutely um i also dug in really deep i finished the coursework for security plus the security plus certification and then this Python thing happened and I totally dropped the ball. So I was, I was in the studying phase really trying to get cracked down and, and learn, uh, you know, get the studying done so that I was prepped up for taking the test and didn't do it. Didn't do it at all. Um, cause the Python thing overwhelmed me and I got a job now. How's that working out? Um, so far, actually, it's working out really well. Uh, not what I was looking for. Not what I was expecting. Not what I wanted. And honestly, right now, I'm still nervous about some parts of it. Um, so what happened is I got contacted like a year ago by this company, by their internal recruiter. And he's like, hey, you're talking about doing some stuff that we totally need to get on board with here. And I want you to, you know, I want to talk to you about a position here, uh, doing what you want to do and bringing this company up into the modern state of things on, on security and building automation and whatnot. And I thought, well, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do it. And so I talked to him many, many times for many, many hours. And, and, and he's another David. And this David, the internal recruiter, he's a, he's an awesome dude, and a, and great to talk to, and very, um, what's the term I want to use? Yeah, he, he he really he's inspirational, I guess might be a might be a good term. Um, he really inspired me to look at this situation positively, and and go with the flow. 
you know, get on board. And so I interviewed with their service manager and he was cool. Um, and then I interviewed with the head of the building intelligence division uh, and their head of research and development and kind of basically just felt like I got shot down from the first question. Like the, we were done after the pleasantries of, Hey, how are you? Hi, blah, 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 blah. Um, one question we were done and I kind of got blackballed by them. You know, like that was it, nothing was happening. And that's probably harsher language than it needs to be, but that's kind of how it felt. You know, it was a, it, it, it hit hard that I wanted to do something and I wanted to make something work and it just didn't happen. And that was before all the COVID stuff. So then the COVID stuff hits and I'm desperate now, you know, cause I got laid off and nothing. Um, and then out of the blue, you know, they just, they just called and said, Hey, we've gone through a lot of interview applicants and haven't hired anybody. And we just keep coming back to your name. And I think we can kind of bend upper management's arm a little bit. We want to offer you the job. And I said, sure, let's do it. Um, you know, you know, just sitting around the house, right? <laughs> so I was apprehensive. I, I can't deny it. I was apprehensive because it was going to be a service position. And I have not done service in the past. I mean, you know, you do service jobs because your customer calls up on a project you've been working on and says they've got a problem. It's your baby. You know, it's under warranty or whatever. Or it's just your, it's become your building. So you go fix it. Um, and that's what I've done in the past. And I know the facilities and whatnot because I've been there so much. And now I'm purely service. And there's a lot more time components and I'm not necessarily the fastest guy in the West. Um, it's been, it's been difficult. You know, it's been a challenge, not to mention I'm learning a whole new set of products, but let me tell you what I'm, I'm looking at the silver lining. So let me tell you what that silver lining is. Uh, first off, this company is shaping up from, in my eyes, to be pretty awesome. Uh, they've got a lot of longevity. I don't hear, I haven't yet heard anybody looking to get out, which has not been the case at the last couple places I've been at. Um, you know, these last two years have been pretty tumultuous for me. Uh, they don't necessarily look good on my resume. They're not what I was wanting for my resume. Um, they're not what I was wanting for my personal development. Uh, and, and, and life happens like that sometimes. And so, uh, you know, I'm listening to these guys and everybody, nobody, I haven't heard anybody say, hey, um, I'm looking to make a move. You know, I haven't heard that at all. I haven't heard really any negative anything. Uh, it's not all roses, but for the most part, it's roses, you know? Like folks like working here and, and I, you know, I'm seeing guys with 20, 25, 30 years at this one company. There's a, there's an engineer that's been there for over 30 years and he's not moving. 
He has no intention. He's been there since the 80s. You know, and he has no desire to go anywhere. He's not even looking at retiring. He's just doing his thing. And that's awesome. Um, that's fantastic in my mind. So that's a cool thing. Uh, they're definitely more progressive. And I mean that in a non-political sense. They're more progressive than any other company I've seen. They're still in denial about some things. You know, like I had a lot of struggles, obviously, as I just mentioned, about my background and my desires for cybersecurity within building automation. And it was it, it's funny to me because they're like, ah, we're not doing that. But now as I'm going through a lot of their training programs and I'm working on things, I keep here because they've got a fantastic library of training videos they've saved. Um, and, and I'm actually already working on making one myself that nobody's asked me to do. So hopefully nobody cares that I do it. Um, <laughs> and maybe I'll end up releasing it on YouTube or something. I don't know. I got to come up with a YouTube channel maybe. Um, and it, it, but they keep bringing it. Well, you know, now cybersecurity, blah, 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 blah. And this guy's already taken this class on cybersecurity within building automation, but we're not really doing much with it yet. Well, it's a big freaking deal, people. You know, <laughs> and it's not just these guys. It's the, it's the industry. Um, but they're, they're actually doing stuff. You know, my last company I was with that I got laid off from, I was saying, hey, you know, guys, we, we should be looking at, uh, at a password manager. If you guys that are listening are not using a password manager yet, start. Start now. Go to lastpass.com. That's my favorite one. Um, and if any of you know anybody at LastPass or you want to recommend it to them, they can feel free to pay me for chilling for them. Um, cause I've been using them for several years now. I've got my family on a, we we're on a family plan that we pay for. Uh, but you can get a free plan that's just for you. And the way that the, the reason it's free is because you will want to pay for it eventually because it's a great product you know i got it for free and was playing with it and using it and my wife's like what are you doing and so i showed her and she's like oh i want to do that that's cool but wait how do we share passwords well that's the paid part and we're like all right fine however much it is i mean it's not horrible um i don't remember at all what it is. But if it was even a hundred bucks a year, that's a lot. It doesn't cost that much. It would be worth it though. Don't tell them I said that. Um, but it's worth it. All right. Whatever it is, it's worth it. And so you can share passwords. Now I don't get into our bank account much. My wife does that. But if I needed to get into our bank account, then we share that password between our two accounts which is awesome. Now she's got her Facebook save password saved into her account. It's not shared. So I can't see it. I don't want to get into her Facebook account. You know, I mean, that's just not a thing and I shouldn't. So, you know, that works out well in that regard. So we all have our own shared, our own shared stuff. That didn't sound right. 
we have our shared stuff and then we have our own individual private for lack of a better term uh information now i've been using it for work without approval from anyone i just you know that's how i remember passwords is i put them in the password manager but the last company was like yeah no we're not doing that oh okay we're not spending the money on that okay fine whatever fine and so my first week at the new company they say hey kyle what do you know about password managers and i'm like mm, I, you know i know a little bit about them um i i use LastPass all the time i've looked into keeper and uh one pass and several others that i did for a paper in school a couple years ago and uh, they said cool awesome so we have a an enterprise keeper account and we don't utilize it enough maybe you can help us with that I'm like what you've already bought an enterprise this is fantastic these are my people this is this is more of where i'm supposed to be so that's kind of been a welcoming thing that they're working on it uh they're kind of in denial about it but they're doing it at the same time it's funny to me uh so there's a lot of potential here in this job for me what's that mean for you what that means for you is that I'm trying right at this moment, I guess, to motivate you to further your career and find your niche and, and, and drill down on it a little bit. You have to keep track of the big picture. You've got to know your basic stuff. You've got to know the things that you've got to know. But if there's something special you want to do, like you're an HVAC tech and you want to be the world's foremost expert on CO2 and CO2 cooling, refrigeration and whatnot, then drill down on that on your own time. You know, find some stuff, find some people. Uh, I say CO2 gets fresh in my brain. Um, uh, the, the HVACR podcast or what is shoot i can't think of it now brian orr's podcast um you know check that out they just had recently uh, a guy on talking about co2 refrigeration if that's what you want to do listen to that podcast look that guy up make a connection with him on linkedin say hey i just heard you on this podcast and wow that's ex that's everything i want to do what do I need to do? How can, can you help me? Can you guide me just a little bit? What books do you recommend I read? What classes do you recommend I take? Uh, you know, maximize your learning potential. You know, really reach out there to these people. You know what happens? Let me tell you what happened. You're sitting there right now probably going, I'm not doing that. Screw this guy. I'm not doing that. Why not? Why aren't you doing that? Because you know what those guys are going to say? They're going to say, screw you. We don't like you. No, they're not going to say that. They're not because you're flattering them. You're reaching out, contacting them. You're on LinkedIn. You go, hey, uh, you know, Joe Schmo, I just heard your pot. And this is what you've got to do. When you want to make a contact, a cold contact with somebody, don't just request to be a contact. Request to be a contact and send a personalized invite. And that invite says, hey, Joe Schmo, 
my name's Fred, and I just heard you on Brian Orr's podcast talking about CO2 cooling, and I want to do that. Can you help me? Can you, what books would you, what books would you, don't ask if you can, they can help you. Ask what books they would recommend or if they can recommend a couple of sites to you. What's that cost them? It costs them $0. It costs them five minutes of their time and they've been flattered because you have been deeply affected. Your life has been changed by this magnificent person. Ask them, ask everyone, you know, are you going to get follow-up? Are you going to be BFFs? Probably, maybe not. Maybe, you know, who knows? Ask, 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 and follow up on it. And someday your company that you're with right now is going to go, man, we got this job, but it's all CO2. We don't have anybody that knows anything about it. You'll say, oh, wait, wait, wait. I do. I know about it. I've been taking classes on it. And yada, 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 you know, they're going to go, wait, you, you have? Yes, I have. They say, okay, all right, we're going to do it. And that's it. That's how you do it. That's how you advance your career. Be ready. And you know what? If they never, ever say, well, we're going to do this, then you say, well, hey, you know what? I want to do this. And... I want you to give me an opportunity. And if they say no, and you're ready, you're ready to make the move, then do it without them. Right? That's what you got to do. And that's just how life goes. Sometimes you get to stay where you're at. Sometimes you're going to have to make a move, but you got to do it for the right reasons. You got to do it for you. And I'm talking just a little bit fast. And as you can tell from the, uh, I've got a new van. And it has a backup siren on it. And I hate that. But I have just backed into my spot. I have a meeting to get to because we're going to overtake an old employer system. <laughs> and they want me to talk about it. Guys, it's been fun. I have missed doing this. I'm going to do more of it. We're going to dig into some topics. Um, but we're back. Let's do it. Um, Oh, and I got an email from somebody. The first email I've ever gotten from a listener. Woohoo! I'm going to address that in the next one. All right. Take care, guys. Enjoy the building automation drive.